When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Have you heard? Amazon is now hiring for their new site opening soon in New Albany. Be one of the first to take advantage of launching a new career at one of the best workplaces in the world. Being a part of Amazon includes great benefits and competitive pay, plus many opportunities for advancement. So get a new job today and kickstart a new career tomorrow. Learn more about the perks of working at a new Amazon site. Go to amazon.com slash start now. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Patrick J. Sullivan. We had the pleasure of having Pat with us a couple of months ago. And uh, Pat is the author of Free Energy Here and Now and Then and Cold Electricity. What it? Both these books are available at lulu.com. And Patrick, welcome back to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. It's nice to visit with you and your listeners again. Great having you with us, uh, Patrick. Uh, what is cold electricity, first of all? Well, cold electricity was first mentioned by uh, Nikolai Tesla in 1899, mm-hmm. and he was able to light a light bulb without it being connected to anything. And he noted in the circuitry that was driving the light bulb that he was lighting with free energy remained cool to the touch. And so he came up with the term, it's cold electricity that is powering the device that's operating on free energy. And that is one test to see if a device is over unity or not. Is there a section in the machine that is operating cold? And that will give us a clue that it is interacting with the static fields of the planet, the the planet's inertial fields. Uh, Tesla also detected these in that same time frame. He detected three of them. There are now known to be 12 of them. And what's even curious about this, Rob, is late as 1992 in the physics textbooks, they considered four fields made up all the fields in our world. 
and now it's known 12. And there's a gentleman by the name of Paul Pantone who is in this area of research, and he mm-hmm. has reportedly detected nine of these now. And one of them is operates 60 feet from where the machine is operating. And so the cold electricity is coming in at this, we previously discussed about the dimensional aspect, but it's coming in right at the machine level. Patrick, you and I have to take a commercial break. Please stand by. Exxon Nation, our, our special guest this hour is Patrick Sullivan. He is the author of two books that are available at lulu.com. The first one is Free Energy, Here and Now and Then. The second book is Cold Electricity, What It? That's www.lulu.com. The name of the books are Free Energy, Here and Now and Then. And his second book is Cold Electricity, What It? 1-800-610-7035 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. That's 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. For all the latest news in the Paragators TV show, www.paragators.org. And this coming Friday, the release of the April edition of the X Chronicles. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Patrick Sullivan is our special guest, Exonation. He has two books that are available at lulu.com. The first book is Free Energy, Here and Now and Then. And his second book is entitled Cold Electricity. What it? Now, uh, what did Nikola Tesla know Patrick, and and when did he know it? 
Well, this is an, a very interesting uh, question, Rob. Uh, there's a, a book that's on the Internet for free to read uh, by Webster Tarpsley, and he's quite an interesting political writer, and he wrote a, the story about the end of Tesla's life. And in that, he makes the claim that uh, Tesla did not die naturally. Now, Tesla was an old man at the time in 1943, mm-hmm. But with the knowledge of this free energy, Tesla was asked early on, where is this energy coming from that you're producing in this machine with no wires, you know, the light bulb, for instance? And Tesla's response was, I don't know, but I'm glad it's there. I'm happy it's there, but I don't know where it's coming from. And uh, there's a gentleman today who's building circuitry on these sorts of things, Bob Boyce, and he was asked, where is it coming from a couple years ago? And he said, it's an anomaly. But Tesla was also a mathematics person. And we had previously discussed this Kaluza-Klein theorem that was presented publicly to Einstein in 1938, and that was Oscar Klein and Theodore Kaluza who developed mathematically the fifth dimension. Mm -hmm. So now we have five dimensions to uh, develop mathematically. And they explained to Einstein in 1938 that this energy is coming between the fourth and fifth dimensions. This is where we can extract it from. And Einstein responded that he didn't know if it was correct or not. It just went beyond him at the time. Though in 1953, Einstein said publicly that Kaluza-Klein was correct. By that time, he had learned that they had correctly identified the source of the free energy previous to 1938. Now, Tesla would have heard this in that period, and undoubtedly, it seems that the knowledge base he had and the practical applications that he had of producing over unity repeatedly, that he may have divined the four elements to extract free energy. And these four elements are, the first one is the motion of the planet. Now, we don't sense that the planet is in motion but actually we're flying along at 18 and a half miles per second. Wow. Wow, yes. And so the energy that's involved there. And the next thing was where do we hook our machine to? We, we talked a little bit about this before. Mm-hmm. And that is that mathematics of clues of Klein and the three dimensions, uh, forward, backward, up, down, left, right, we're on a pickup truck, the fourth dimension, then our road and our wind is the fifth dimension. The next element is the relativistic time shift of the particles. When a voltage is increased to a high condition, a high voltage, and then it's collapsed to a low voltage, it is the, the electric field itself is comprised of two prime components. We had discussed this. The half spin is on the light side, and the full spin particles are on the heavy side. That's our our amps, and the high side would be the volts. Now, when that voltage collapsed because of how the the mass we would consider, even though these are considered massless generally, the mass, when they accelerate, they accelerate at a different rate, and that different rate separates the electric field into two components. And then we had the clues of Klein, and then the static field itself. So 
with Tesla, he may have divined this all by 1940, is what I'm suggesting, Rob. And this came together, if I could mention Tom Bearden also. He's a top scientist who's been writing about this for years, and I've been studying his work. And in ninth, before 1995, I was reviewing some of his work, and he stated in there to take a look at the static field of the planet, that that might be where it's at. So somehow intuitively he was suggesting that. But, you know, we're trying to figure out how that could mm-hmm. be because... In electrical engineering, one of the things we've learned is that the static field, you know, is not useful for the extraction of electricity, only kinetic fields. But, of course, it is this static field, and the relativistic time shift between the two sides of the electric field is what gives us the, the clue of where, how we can extract this. And another thing, since we visited the last time, Rob, I was reading that in 1997, there's another gentleman's name, John Bettini. He stated that year that one of his over-unity machines was operating in a relativistic zone, one of the parts of the circuits. So here we have the elements, a relativistic time shift, Mm -hmm. the static field, and then the 1938, a Kaluza and the motion of the planet. Those are the four elements. And it brings to mind something that Winston Churchill said many, many years ago. He said that the the powers that be are operating the systems on planet Earth here in a state of arrested development. This technology, this theoretical basis, was, was being guessed at in 1906, which is so staggering to view this. Yet because of the power of the purse, as uh, the nuclear physicist John Wheeler said, that's all the power there is. Because he was asked, why why are you building this militarist technology mm-hmm. rather than this technology of peace? The power of the purse. And this arrested development has blocked this entire free energy uh, creation here. Well... Why isn't some? Why aren't some independent corporations or companies out there developing the free energy and and giving it away, or or even selling it at a highly reduced rate? Well, well when these machines are being built and sold, there'll be great price ranges from probably a hundred dollar range to mega billions. So these are going to be great investments, Rob, because mm. this is going to turn labor loose. When we can run large, multi-thousand horsepower electric motors and we can pump water thousands of miles using strictly the energy where the generator system is at. So it's going to be wonderful for the investment community. They're going to be great investments. But what and, about uh, what about the consumer? What about the end user? How are they going to benefit if it's going to be a great investment? That means people want a higher return on their investment dollar. Right. And these will produce so much economic activity at such a reduced cost because once the capital equipment is installed, mm-hmm. the operational costs are very low. And the cost of operation for instance, for every $1,000 of sale, a company may earn $150. Well, 
whereas if $1,000 and they have a reduction of $800 in their operational cost, well, they have a much greater gain in that reduced cost. So this is going to work on the cost reduction side. Now, why did the Russian Academy of Sciences research team, I should say, what did the Russian Academy of Sciences research team discover in 2003 concerning a Moldavian over-unity machine that uh, they tested? Okay, this is where it brought, uh, where I finally figured out what was going on here. In 2003, they tested this uh, this pump, Dr. Lev Saborsky and a Russian Academy of Sciences team in Moldavia, and they mm-hmm. discovered that it was four times over unity. And when they d- disassembled it, they found no radioactive material, no ash, so it wasn't chemical. And the one thing they eliminated, there was no helium, so there was no cold fusion. Now, this report, I was unable to find it because it had been removed from the Internet. Now, in 2004, Dr. Eugene Malov had issued a white paper on free energy, and he had stated that we were a few months away from unlimited energy, that close. And I hadn't heard about the paper, but then Dr. Malov was murdered in May of 2004. And when I heard that, I went to his website, and I found this Russian paper, and Dr. Malov had been examining this cold fusion, it's called. And this goes back to 1989, the Pons and for those folks who are familiar with that. And Pons and Fleischmann had demonstrated over unity, and they thought that it was a cold fusion reaction. And other researchers found it, some didn't. And Dr. Malov had investigated this from that time. But Dr. Malov had also been involved investigating what are called shearing force oil heaters. And what these are, there's one was patented in 1927, and it was reported to produce seven times over unity. And it's like a little washing machine, and it has pinholes on the inner drum, and you pour like transmission fluid in it, spin mm-hmm. it at high speed, and it shears the oil, producing more heat and the electrical energy required to drive the motor. And he thought that these were real. He was checking these in 1980, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of resistance, but the amount of overunity was not economically really useful, so it, it, nothing developed from that. Now, with this Russian cavitation pump, it was similar. It was working like a shearing force oil heater, except it was shearing force upon water. A high-speed speed blade would chop the water up. And they I, produced, yes, they produced uh, four times over unity. Patrick, stand by. We've got to take a commercial break here, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Explanation Patrick Sullivan's our special guest. He has two books Free Energy Here and Now and Then, and Cold Electricity What It? They're available at lulu.com. The Exo, in a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. We're right here, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network. I'll be back with Patrick Sullivan on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Patrick Sullivan is my special guest this hour. And, uh, Patrick, we're talking about free energy. One of our producers would like to know if free energy is available why aren't we using it? Why are we why are we sticking it to the consumers? Why are we sticking it to the manufacturing ends? Or is this all part of a great conspiracy and cover up to keep to keep free energy away from people? Uh, you put your finger right on it there, Rob, and it's a conspiracy that's been running for over a hundred years now. And the reason is it the root level is that this technology will so turn loose labor that it will produce the dreaded results of excess capital. But but isn't that good? Well, that would be good for all the people, but for the central bankers, how are they going to strangle us? I see. So once the stranglehold is removed, they're out of business. Right. Well, they'll have more money than they ever had, live better, but it will expand also to the mass of the population and around the planet. And it'll free up this resource base is what will develop. And this is a created resource-based struggle that is being used as the uh, pretext Mm -hmm. to maintain the uh, military-industrial complex. They're talking about the oil in Iran. That's a cover. We don't need the oil from Iran. As Dr. Mela said, we're a few months away from these devices. We could generate all the electricity we need. But they have this urge to dominate the human race, and they've done it in a wrongful manner. They've placed the human race into a created resource-based struggle. And this fits their personality, and this is the way that they want that. But the human race must move into this free energy world, and it's not a question of the government giving mm-hmm. money to to, un, to fund this. The government would need to end annoying and taking out the scientists who are involved in this research. It's just top people. 
if Castle was taken out in 1943, and now we have Malov, Dr. Malov, who I believe from this Russian Academy Sciences report, as I was able to determine what was going on, when they eliminated cold fusion, that only left one thing left, and that was the static field, as Tom Bearden had suggested. And Nathan Stubblefield had stated that in 1890. We have another fellow that I was just reading about, Ari DeGeist was his name, and he was in this area, and he was found mysteriously with a heart attack. Well, not mysteriously, but with a heart attack as he was going to uh, Europe to get funding for his development in over-unity battery chargers. So these are uh, here-and-now devices, and... um, we don't know for certain what happened to him. You know, it could have been natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, people do pass away when they're 68 years old, but at that critical time, and he had devices that use a semiconductor and produce a fractional amount of voltage, but by tying these together in hundreds of them, they could power a car because they run 24-7. That's the big thing about them. We don't need sunlight with them. We don't need wind. They just produce this voltage. And... uh and here's the key thing to it for somebody who's thinking of the technical aspect. When these high-speed pumps, both the shearing force oil heater that Dr. Malov had examined and the cavitation pump from the Moldavian uh, Russian Academy of Sciences report, the key thing that causes, that, that allowed me to figure it out, is water and all matter is made of three basic things. The electron, proton, neutron. The electron weighs one, and the proton, neutron are the nucleus, 3,600. So any force that's applied on them, they're going to travel at different speeds. And that different speed, the speed variation, is the key to the whole thing at the subatomic level. Once again, it's like with the motion of the planet at 18.5 miles per second, we don't detect it, and we can't see these things as these subatomic particles, but we know the theory from this abstraction. We can divine what's happening there. And I believe that Dr. Maylov had figured this out. All right, but take, for example, the state that the major countries are in right now. If, let's say, the the, the United States of America was to pursue this free energy and introduce it and and everything started to prosper, don't you think that they would jump on this opportunity and they would make it happen? Uh, the conspiracy theory... It just doesn't make sense in this in this uh, scene, though. Well, Rob, I've been working on electronic circuit for a couple of years now mm-hmm. related to this. Uh, right. There's something known as an HHO cell that produces over unity, and they use them on cars. And what these devices are, these are a static cell device. Once again, you burst electricity into them, and they produce this electric that extracts it from the motion of the planet. It's almost mm-hmm. like rubbing our feet on the ground and we touch something. Static electricity, up. yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. And so instead of using the HHO cell, I've been working on a device to do that right in internal, right in the engine, just produce the spark right mm-hmm. in the engine. And as I've been researching, and I don't have the family's names, so I can't mention, I do have their names, but I can't mention any names, but the gentleman doing the same exact research as I have been doing passed away suddenly, unexpectedly, 48 years of age. So this was, you know, six months ago. And 
why doesn't it happen is what you're saying. Why, you know, do people just fall over like this? Well, we have this Pentagon that is running this toll racket out here needs to call this bunch off, period. This is what's going on, and this is what's blocking this technology. So are you, are, you, are you pointing your finger at the United States government? Well, it's a racket. It's, it's you know, the mob and the government. You know, it's the same thing. Hmm. And these racketeers have this in their mind that they're going to maintain this structure until they decide they're not going to. That's what's going on. This free energy, this is 100 years old age. And... Um, so they, they just persist. But it's going to happen. It may not happen in America. But as this theory of operation, when folks understand where this energy is from, it's real basic. It's just this high-speed acceleration that's cause, causing this clock rate variation at the subatomic level in these fields. And once that's understood, what it could wind up, China might be, we might be seeing devices from China. So... Uh, no, it's it's a it's just that there is one group who considers they own the human race and they're going to do as they want and they have these operations in place and that's how it is. But as I say, they're done basically. So so they're what you're saying, if I understand you correctly, is that um water powered cars are actually feasible. Oh you <laughs> You're bringing up Stanley Meyer. Here's another gentleman who had a water power car running, and he stayed with the people. He wouldn't sell out his patents. And he's in a restaurant, and he stands up, and he says, I've been poisoned. He runs out, and he falls over dead in the parking lot. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, you can see Stanley's work on the Internet, and this is a static field technology. It was HHO once again. But he was with the people. He wanted, you know, we're in these struggles, these wars. These are all conceived. These are all actors. These are professional actors that they have in these high places. They're not legitimate people, none of them. They're employees of the central bankers who own and operate the war crime cartel. With with all this, with all these people dying, you think that someone within the Justice Department or some branch of law enforcement would jump on the bandwagon and say, we've got a conspiracy here not to suppress the information, but people are dying, and nothing's happening? Well, it's um, things are happening. It's just what the time frame is and how to do it, how to transition here into this next level of a society that is a just society, and we will have no difficulty providing plenty for all. You see this intentional blocking of this. And as I mentioned, these personalities that dominate, that do not want this, they have, they have perfected their skills in deception. And with these deceptive skills, the same thing with John Kennedy. There was a fellow who was learning about what was going on and he removed the power to issue money from the central banks, which is the key component to this, the power of the purse, as uh, Dr. John Wheeler mentioned, that's all the power there is. Because what is the power to issue money? First of all, that's been determined legally in 
1602 to 1604, they call them the mixed money cases in London, that money is a property of the public, not to be privatized, but it was privatized in England in 1666 and remains privatized and is now privatized in America. Mm -hmm. The power to issue money is the organizing principle of the society in a complex society as we have. So this organizing principle is higher than the government level itself. So this is why it must be removed. We must displace the economic authority from these central bankers, put them out of the game, period. Yet, most of the political people are hired by this group, you see, because they can pay them before they're in office, during office, and after office in a variety of ways. But until that until these central bankers have this economic authority removed, they control the organizing principle of the whole structure. And the labor itself and the money, what, what money is, uh, Rob, is it's actually an abstract receipt of labor. So labor is the root to this, but by dominating the organizing principle, they've been able to dominate labor and put labor into the war machine and the prison camp building and now torture chambers, you know, it's just, and then they, they just shoot their nose at us as if we don't understand what they're all about. But we have to displace the mm -hmm. economic authority first, and that will be the key thing, and that's a nuclear issue that arises with it, and that's what brought me into the whole situation uh, 40 years ago, the nuclear issue. That's at the root of it. So where do you see this free energy in the future? Do you think that somebody's going to going to be able to get it out to the masses so that the the people who are behind the suppression and the cover up will have no other alternative than to let things go? Oh, uh, that's that that's as certain as uh, the sun rising, Rob. That's the the beauty of what's coming. This free energy. It's going to free up the slaver. It's going to produce this vast amount of wealth. It's going to remove this, as Winston Churchill called it, this arrested development so that they can exist in this envious malice that they, you know, that was another term Winston Churchill used. Mm -hmm. uh, malicious envy, I believe it was the way he said it. And they create this once again as a, a form of domination. They, they feel that they must dominate the rest of the human race. And uh, in a destructive manner, it's not as they're doing it in a positive manner, but it's a small, highly organized group, transnational group, and they control Russia, Germany, England. It's a central bank. That's right where the whole situation is at. And once that lever is pulled, but they've used so many things in physical forces right at the top. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these drug laws, these have been used to destroy people's civil rights so they can easy, easily pick people off. So it's a physical action they're using, and uh, this is tied in with this money power, this aggressive money power. Uh, so, so you know, like if free energy was available and, and these uh, this cold electricity worked, you know, how long would it take to reinvent the wheel that we already have in order to implement this new, this new power? Well, that's the exciting thing, is that this, uh, if we think ahead of time, we can attach to all the machines that exist. So mm -hmm. we don't have to recreate any machines. I mean, there will be new ones, except the uh, units themselves. 
as I was talking about this HEQ, for instance, we can keep this internal combustion engine with us for the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years if we want. Because with a solid-state device right on the engine, we can cause this reaction within the cylinder. All right, Patrick, stand by. You and I have to take our final break. Patrick Sullivan is our guest explanation. Food for thought, I'll tell you. His website is, uh, he's got two books that are for sale, Exonation, they're at lulu.com. The first book is Free Energy, Here and Now and Then. And uh, the second book is called Cold Electricity, What It? Food for Thought here on the Exxon. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we do our final wrap-up for tonight, Tuesday, April the 20th in the year 2010. Here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Heard worldwide on the Talkstar Radio Network and Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. And welcome back, everyone. First of all, I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. On hour number one, I spoke with Joseph Frey. And uh, he was the gentleman who told us that ash that you find outside of cold coal electrical plants actually have more radioactivity in them than radioactive waste that you find outside a um, 
a nuclear power station. Hour number two, Raymond Foster was my guest, Brian Moody in hour number three, and my final guest tonight is Patrick Sullivan. He was a U.S. Navy plant engineer. He went to a Navy plant engineering school in 1965 in Chicago. And, you know, we've talked a lot today about uh, uh, cold electricity, the conspiracy. What will it take? Are are there men, are are there people around the world who are working on breaking the, uh, you know, making it happen so that the powers to be cannot suppress it any longer? And where is the main hub in this planet for cold electricity? Wow, that's a good question. Well, we have people like uh, Tom Bearden out there. He's continuing spreading the word, Mm -hmm. teaching um, just a a constant stream of people building and researching. What it's going to take, Rob, is the economic one. Whoever lands the first economically sound structure producing over unity, that will lead to all the other things. And that, the closest to that are these HHO cells. Although they're not really a solid industry yet by themselves, there's still you know a mixture yet, but whoever scores with a big electrical circuit, something that reaches economic uh, maturity, that will feed everything else. So it could be as simple as something to run an electric heater that might plug into a wall, like a radio transmitter, mm-hmm. and use maybe 2 $3 worth of electricity, and heat a heater that uses about $90 a month. See, something like that, where it attaches right into the existing structure, it just reduces the cost. Something that would have no frequency control, wouldn't run a motor, but it would run like an electric heater. So that is going to be what it's really going to take to put this show into the economic zone. And it's really, it's we need it, the whole world needs it, and uh, to set this peace machine on the track, and that's the direction we need to be heading. Pat, as always, you know, time goes by so fast when you're with us. Once again, I'd like to take the opportunity of thanking you very much for joining us. And, um, you know, keep us abreast of what's going on. And as soon as we get some more information on cold electricity, please let us know. We'll get you back on. Hey, I appreciate it, Robin. It's great visiting with you. All right. You take care of yourself, my friend. Exonation, Patrick Sullivan has been my guest this hour. He's got a couple of books that are available at lulu.com. First one is Free Energy Here and Now and Then, and his second book is called Cold Electricity. What it? That's at www.lulu.com. Just type in his name, Patrick Sullivan. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. I'd like to uh, once again thank everybody for sharing their time with us here in the X-Zone. To my production staff and all the studios and affiliates around the world, thank you guys. Great working with such a great bunch of people. And, uh, you know, as I always say, take care of each other. Take care of your children. Show them they're loved. And always, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone.